Do you hate listening to the same 10 songs over and over during long car drives? Do you have an itching to escape your mundane job without actually leaving your job? Or do you wish you could read a good book, but you just don't have the time? Hello my friends, I'm Daniel with the Temple of Geek, and I'm here to tell you that I have a solution for your book reading needs. That solution is Audible. Yes, my friends, Audible is here to save you on those long car trips and boring work days with over 180,000 titles for you to choose from. Today, you, the listeners of Temple of Geek Podcast, get an even sweeter deal. By heading over to audible.com forward slash podcast, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial on us. You can start downloading the book today on your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. So what are you waiting for? Head over to audible.com forward slash podcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. Your hops, hops like just in, don't in, in your beers. We put we put hops in your beers. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Talkcast. I'm your host, Daniel, and I'm here with Jonathan and Marcus to discuss uh, some of the early reviews from the Iron Fist television show that's going to be debuting on... Is it March 17th? I want to say 17th. 17th. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Nintendo Switch. So here we go. Let's, we're done. Let's, Welcome. Let's let's get in it. So let, let, let's... <laughs> so, okay, well, I guess let's start off like, who is Iron Fist? Iron Fist is a martial arts expert who has the power of the Iron Fist. <laughs> Roll credits. All right. Pretty, <laughs> pretty close. Um, in the comics, he's uh, he's uh, friends with uh, what's his name, Luke Cage. There's actually they have a team up series called Heroes for Hire, where they actually take on odd jobs for random people, you know, citizens of New York. So they're like, oh, I was about to say like mercenaries, but not so no, much. not really mercenaries. They're actually like lower class superheroes that just kind of they're street. They're what yeah. you call street level superheroes. Yeah. Um, okay, so lower class. That's such a horrible yeah. I know. Thing to say. <laughs> You're making it sound like you know Spider-Man's middle class and like Captain America is like <laughs> these the guys are rich. on welfare and uh, they <laughs> they are not part of the one percent of superheroes. <laughs> All right, um, but the Iron Fist show, this show is a new Netflix show that's coming out. It's the last show before we get the Defenders, and this is supposed to be telling the origin story of Danny Rand. So. So are we not going to get a Punisher in between this and and From what I understand, Punisher, I think, comes after Defenders. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. 2018, right? Just to kind of side thing. No? It might be. I don't know. I know they just started filming Defenders, or they've been filming for a while, Um, but they're also filming Punisher. So, Hmm. But I think we're supposed to get Defenders this year, and I think beginning of 2018, I think Punisher is supposed to be hitting. But... um, so the reason why you wanted to talk about Iron Fist today, though, was because some of the early reviews haven't looked too hot. Negatory, um, yeah, yeah, not not so not so great. Um, typically, when a Netflix show gets released, some of the early hype reviews are like, "This show is amazing. This show is awesome. Y'all need to watch this." Even before like seeing him, though, right? Because like ever since uh, Iron Man one, it's just been gold. <laughs> anything anything you slap a marble name on that's of course by marvel not by sony or fox it it's gold well let's let's check out some of the reviews here um we're taking a look at metacritic.com and some of the other reviews are not too hot um let's read the good ones first uh the good ones have a score of 60 
Well, okay, let's start with the overall score. What, what's that at? Well, th- on Metacritic here so far, uh, they've only had uh, two or six critics review, and it has a Metacritic score or meta score. I'm sorry, of 32. Woo! Which is not so high. Yeah, it's that's pretty bad. Um, but let's take a look at the good good reviews first. Uh, we got. Allison Keene of Collider, she writes, Despite a very good cast and a great origin story, Iron Fist is predictable, a little hammy, and has no real sense of how to tell a cohesive story. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, Robert Yanis Jr. of We Got This Covered writes, This is easily the least compelling Marvel Netflix series so far. Now, those are the good reviews. <laughs> are, they, now, are these reviews of, like, the first... Six episodes, or this is like the entire series. They got like early, you know, screenings yeah. of this. Uh, this. Yeah, I don't think they get. To, I, I I don't know how the review process works. Because I, I don't the, think they the, reviews, get the whole series. I wouldn't think so. I think yeah, the do. reviews that I think they do? listened to uh, were uh, like the first six episodes, oh, and okay. that's what they that's what they were basing the the reviews off of. Well, see, because like even us, we got um, when we got to I forgot the name of that show, but we got to cover a show for Freeform. They only gave us the first six episodes to review. They didn't give us okay. the whole series. I, I was thinking maybe it was the whole thing, but uh, that's just because reviews I'd read. They were actually saying like in this episode, it got it got that much more worse. Yeah, see, like, I don't want to read stuff like that because I don't want to know what episode things happen, and I want to <laughs> yeah. be surprised when I see it. Um, but we're just kind of reading the headlines from these reviews. We're not going to actually read the whole review because I don't really want to read spoilers or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so further further down, we got four negative reviews here. Um, Alan Sippenwell of Uproxx, he writes, We got a show that is so lifeless that I have no interest in finishing out the season. Oh, that's brutal. So man. that just tells you they didn't see the whole entire season yet. So they're just basing it off of a subset of like... Well, that, that kills me, though, because if you're only basing it off of six episodes... Because like for me, when we watched Luke Cage, Luke Cage was kind of a hard watch uh, for... After the first seven episodes. To me, Luke Cage was probably the weakest of the three series that are available. Um, I loved Luke Cage. It was a good show. I did too. But I didn't think it needed to be 13 episodes. It probably could have been condensed down probably to about eight or nine Should episodes. Should have made, kept the main antagonist as uh, Cottonmouth. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so if these guys are only watching the first six episodes, you know they don't know what's going to happen in the last seven or eight. It may build up to be an epic finale or could something. Could blow up, yeah. Um, Jeff Jensen of the Entertainment Weekly writes, Iron Fist, devoid of vision, vision, uh, vision, <laughs> lacking in executional chops, barely even tries. It assumes its own marvelous, marvelousness and proceeds tediously from there, offering few satisfactions for any possible audience. I like how he had to shove the word marvelousness in there. He was trying to infuse a lot of really big words for me. Sounds like he was using keywords. (laughs) That or just pulled out a thesaurus. Dan Dan Feinberg of the Hollywood Reporter. I was just thinking about Drax when you said that. (laughs) Uh, Dan Feinberg writes Iron Fist feels like a step backward on every level. A major disappointment that already suffers from storytelling issues through the first six episodes made available to critics and would probably be merciful skip mercifully skippable in its entirety if it weren't for the uh, if it weren't the bridge into the long awaited Defenders crossover series. So there's our answer. They yeah. only got the first six episodes. Yeah. Um, so do we know how many episodes are even gonna be in this season? Thirteen. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. They're, they're, these shows are typically thirteen, and I think Defenders is gonna be the only one that's not thirteen. 
So maybe we've just got a slow buildup. That's that's what I'm thinking because the the reviews that I uh, were looking into, they said the last episode that they watched, the very end was when it started to progress, like the last 15 minutes of the the last episode that they mm-hmm. watched, the sixth episode. So, eh, you know, that doesn't really give you much to go on, but maybe maybe it'll get better. It you know? is also an origin story, so the well, beginning of any or, uh, of any superhero story to me is the most boring. I mean, even Daredevil. Daredevil is an amazing series, and yes. you know that second episode with the hallway scene is probably my favorite freaking <laughs> scene in anything I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, if you look at what they based that Daredevil off of, like his, I mean, that origin story is epic in its own. You know, I mean, just alone you don't even have to have a costume you can just have him wearing black jumpsuit whatever yeah uh was it frank miller yeah the, the frank miller run. man without fear yeah but what i was, was getting at with that is even that show had its slow moments i mean yeah. it wasn't fast-paced 13 episodes epic adventure it it had awesome it had content like it was very story driven yeah i mean so are they are they upset because the first six episodes are just super story driven and it hasn't really got to the action yet maybe Maybe there. This is where we get all of the people that are expecting like a huge. I can't. I can't really describe it. Like what type of people that privileged people <laughs> with Marvel movies and Marvel. You know, the ninety nine percent. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at people that are like they they want to jump into something that's going to be all Iron Fist, just action packed, just in your face. But that's not what they're getting. They're getting something that's gonna that is a possible build up to the defenders, and that we don't. You know, most people don't want that. They want the action packed, in your face. You know, wham bams, whatever. You know, we're just we're just. I forget. I I can't think of the word. My tongue's twisted on it. But it's just people are expecting too much, too fast. That's my take on it. But. The last review here is from Maureen Ryan of Variety. She the gives, worst one, by the way. She, yeah, she gives it a score of 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, she writes, Not one element of this plot and piece works. The action scenes lack spark, snap, and originality. None of the flat, by-the-numbers characters makes any lasting impressions. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, so like all three of us were outside looking in, and all we've got are these reviews. And I don't know. It's really hard to. I don't know. I I have a hard time just believing it. Right. Yeah. I, I'm kind of one of the. I, I'm a skeptic of the skeptics. <laughs> well, because they're expecting too much, and that, that's my that that's my deal with even like. Take Batman versus Superman. I mean, it got horrible, horrible reviews. But I went in there and I enjoyed every bit of that movie. And everybody's like, "Oh well, that was you know." Get out! <laughs> we just lost uh, viewers. You know? <laughs> Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Fantastic Four. Horrible reviews. Got horrible scores. I actually watched it. I mean, I was going off of the reviews. I was like, "I'm not going to watch this piece of shit." Well, Marcus finally convinced me to watch it, so I picked it up on Black Friday. It was like five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'll spend five Score. bucks on this and watch it. <laughs> so I brought it home, watched it. I actually liked it. it. I mean, it's not, it wasn't the Fantastic Four that we knew from the comic books. It was a different take on them, but it wasn't a bad movie. Yeah. So I don't know what to think about some of these reviewers. This is why I don't like reading reviews before a show comes out, because I want to go into something I want to see and enjoy it and not have this 
negative Nancy nagging in the back of my brain going, the show sucks, don't watch it. Because now I'm going to watch the show next weekend, and I'm going to be like, yeah, this is that what they were talking about. This, They're flat. They're definitely flat. Now I already have a negative connotation yeah, of the we show. we already have basically a pivot point on our what we think of Screw that. Show. I'm going to like it. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the stuff we know. We know that, and I don't know if you all know, but we it was announced that uh, Iron Fist will not get his costume in this series. It's so fine with wow. me. He will not wear a costume. Does that bother y'all? Nope. Yeah. Why does that bother you? Have you Even, seen his costume? No. This looks like a 70 porn star jumper outfit. <laughs> his, he, has a, he, has a, he has a really mediocre costume. They're like, no, he, he no, doesn't even mean, have one. I don't mean the, the comic character. I mean, have you seen his costume that he's going to wear? Yeah, I think it's like a pair of jeans and a dress shirt. and like His uh, hands are wrapped. Yeah, his hands are wrapped, and he wears like this black scarf wrapped around his face or whatever. Oh, okay, whatever. Well, I mean... I, I, but again, we didn't see the whole... They didn't... You know, they're showing us clips probably from the first six episodes. We don't get to see... If he progresses, you know, Daredevil wore that black jumpsuit throughout the whole first mm-hmm. season. But he got his costume at like, the, the last episode. Series. Yeah, the last episode. And they're, they're saying that he won't get a costume in this series. He might get one in Defenders. I don't I don't know what to think about it. I just, mm. I want to see, when I want to see these comic book movies, I want to see them in their costumes. I want to see them on screen. But I don't know. I, I, I have faith in Marvel. That's the, that's the thing with the Netflix is it's so grounded. Like you, to me, the Daredevil costume. I, I, I mean, I, you had a lot of people that didn't like it, but I mean, I liked it. It's really, it's really flat. It, it doesn't have a lot of like strong colors to it. Obviously, his col- his colors are just red. But Iron Fist, he doesn't really have a costume. He walks around without a shirt on most of the time, and like even in the books, like. He doesn't have a shirt on. He wears pants, his fists are fucking, or or wraps, sorry. So, I mean, (laughs) if you're expecting, like, a a pretty, you know, colorful costume, I I wouldn't expect to see that in this series. Even if in the second season, I wouldn't expect to see something colorful. Well, he definitely has the symbol on his chest, the tattoo. So, Mm -hmm. there's that. Um, I don't know. The show, you know, they had this one, I don't know if y'all watched it, but uh, they, Marvel posted the, uh, the fight scene that the girl fights in the cage with the two guys. Mm-hmm. I think they only posted like the first, you know, couple minutes of that fight. Hmm. That fight looked pretty interesting. I mean, she's whooping those guys' ass. The, um, and I heard some reviews that she was a very strong character. She was pushing to be on top of uh, the actor that's playing uh, Iron Fist. Like so, <laughs> she's like, I know this is Iron Fist, but I want it to be called Yao Ming or whatever her <laughs> name is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I, I try not. To, I try not to take these reviews and, and you know form my opinion around the reviews before I actually get to see the show. So, you know, the one thing I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but do y'all remember like when Daredevil came out? We got those motion posters of like Daredevil in the city, and you saw that street that mm-hmm. he was on, and then Jessica Jones came out, and we saw the intersecting street, and then. I don't remember seeing that for Luke Cage, and I have not seen any for. I think Iron they had Fist. the barbershop one. I was, do they? I think that I think there was a barbershop one. I, I'm hoping because what I want to see is these four posters, you know, that interact, and then all of a sudden in Defenders, their streets all cross, and nah. you know, we see them all together. Yeah, that that's you know. I was. I mean, I thought that was what we, people were talking about before. Yeah, we talked about that. I think on a previous episode. Yeah. Um, it might have been the Jessica Jones episode, or it might have been the Daredevil episode. Who knows? Actually, I think it was Jessica Jones because for sure she had a a 
an intersection picture that was that was uh, the front line for her adverts. So, based off of these reviews, are you guys excited? <laughs> yeah. I'm a little disheartened, um, <laughs> but at the same time, like skeptical, just because. I mean, Marvel has a perfect track record with me, so a perfect uh, a perfect track record with me since Iron Man one. Even Agents of Shield. That doesn't really count to me. <laughs> <laughs> the MCU and then the Marvel Netflix universe, like that, all of that is the only thing that exists to me. <laughs> Shield was picking up. Well, I haven't, no. I haven't watched it this season, but it was picking up. No wonder they have a, a perfect uh, perfect record. Um, <laughs> what we're, I just pulled up the costume just to kind of show you what he looks like from the comic books. Could you see that on film? His basically, it's a skin tight green outfit with a yellow belt, a yellow mask, kind of like Daredevil's black mask that he wore, and then his glowing gloves. They can make that look badass in in a in a real life kind of way. I think. I mean, they can. That one's a bit more flamboyant. That's his seventies porn <laughs> porn star outfit. He's got tiny shoes. We're looking at a picture of like just all chest and tattoo. <laughs> Um, he also had a white costume, I think, at one point in the comic. Yeah, yeah. Is. that uh, one actually looks kind of badass. And this is what Jonathan was talking about, where he's pretty much naked the entire time. See, that's that's a, a, a look that would fit the series. Go shirtless. You got that awesome tattoo on his chest, which to me is like the key, you know, the focal point that you know that makes makes it look, you know, very awesome. Plus, he's half naked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, the one thing I want to see from the show is I want to see him become friends with Luke Cage, mm-hmm. and I would like to see next season if they do any more shows. I would like to see Heroes, Heroes for, for Hire. Hire. Yeah. Um, instead of having their own individual shows, I think it'd be a stronger for the two to be together. Yep, and do to their, come together, yeah, to do their own little spinoff. But well, it comes out next week, and I will be watching it. And I guess stay tuned to the Temple of Geek for y'all's review or our review, I guess. Uh, we either will like it or we'll bash we'll, it. We'll, yeah. we'll bash we'll it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Nintendo Switch. We've been kind of talking about this a lot. Paul and I talked about this on the microcast the other day. Um, hmm. Basically, Paul was just talking to us about his first impressions because he actually has been playing one. Oh. Um, he doesn't own one. Just the guy's been coming to work with one, and he's been taking it from the guy and playing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, none of us here in this room have seen the Nintendo Switch in real life. No. Nope. So this is coming this, – this discussion here is coming from three losers who have not got to touch this new piece of hardware. <laughs> I, I'm going straight to Walmart after th- – <laughs> I've already checked, man. So – I went as far as clean. So initial impressions on some of the reviews that we've read about the Switch. The reviews have actually been pretty good. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've been reading all the reviews or watching some of the reviews. Um depending on how you get your news, YouTube or actual... A bunch of different things. Because <laughs> I know you don't like to read. Too long didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had a lot of free time this week, so... So, uh, thoughts. Do you, do you think the Nintendo Switch, now that it's out, do you think it's a cool piece of equipment that you want to own? I thought even before it was out, it was a piece of equipment I wanted to own. Hands down. Like, this, this thing just... Actually, as soon as that first commercial came out, was it E3? I don't even remember when that commercial dropped, but I was just like, I'm buying that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I was just like, I'm sold, sold, whatever it is. And I've never, fe- I haven't felt that way in a long time. With the Wii, I didn't feel that way, and the Wii U, I didn't feel that way. I was no, but uh, yeah, totally on board for this one. Jonathan, what about you? Well, this is coming from uh, a non-gamer who found this very interesting. So this is something that I want. And that's coming from a non-gamer. So, I mean, I guess they're doing their job (laughs) correctly because they're pulling in people that don't necessarily play a lot of games. And I was having a pre-discussion with Marcus uh, prior to starting the podcast about uh, the the only negative thing that I see. So it's, it's awesome that it's a handheld gaming system that you can take travel and... I was starting to get into uh, where I wanted to purchase a 3DS, which is a handheld gaming system from Nintendo too. So uh, the big the big point for me is the price range. Like it's 299 for both. Like they both have the same price range. I don't understand that. That's something that. So it's like saying the 3DS is a handheld gaming system, but you can't connect it to like a TV or you can't do the same thing. So the why is it? Why is it? Why is the, the price thing? what it is? You know that's a lot for if you're going to try to sell the Switch and that at the same time. Which I, I still want to purchase a Switch because they pulled me in. The the thing with the Nintendo 3DS is pretty much just that you know what's in the name, the 3D part of it. Yeah. Um, that's something the Switch can't do yet. You know, and I say yet with that caveat because I don't know. If a future update release, I don't know what they had planned for this device. Um, some of their, some of their uh, patents um, that I've been watching on some reviews, they got patents for like this, like the virtual reality uh, gear thing that you have yeah. for your phones, yeah. where you can slide your switch into this helmet. Oh, that's that's dope. And use the haptic to controls the Joy Cons wow. to play virtual reality games. So. I don't know if that's something that's actually going to happen. Yeah. But they have patents on all this. That's pretty cool. So for $300, we may end up with one of the most awesome gaming systems ever made. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, you know, Marcus, when he plays games, he likes to always play 1080p, 60 frames per second. has to have the most freaking badass looking <laughs> graphics ever. And Nintendo doesn't. Nintendo doesn't believe in that concept, and I think that's what's hard for a lot of gamers nowadays to understand that games don't have to be pretty to be good. I mean, Breath of the Wild is running, what, 60 frames per second on 1080p? I think so, yeah. When it's docked, but when it's on the handheld, it's 720 720, yeah. Um, but it looks great on both. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I think it's the style, the actual art style that they molded into it is... They could you can get away with it so so I, I mean I have I have faith in Nintendo I I don't you know on the Retro Rebel podcast I made the joke saying that this was going to be the PlayStation Four Xbox One <laughs> killer <laughs> do I believe that I don't know I you know the system's only been out for two weeks um, it could it is officially Nintendo announced their fastest selling console though yes because they sold out everywhere worldwide I mean it wasn't yeah. just the United States it's worldwide they sold out so. That's cool. Yeah. Um, will this outsell the Wii? I don't know. Um, now, let's talk about some of the negatives that we've been hearing. There's been some issues popping up with the system. Uh, the first issue, and I think this is the major issue, is the left Joy-Con controller on a lot of systems lose connectivity to this game system. I didn't know that. Um, and that's 
Reggie Filzame has actually the, and he's the president of Nintendo of America. For those of you non Nintendo fans who don't know who the hell he is, um, <laughs> uh, Reggie has kind of made started making um, announcements saying that they're going to start addressing some of these issues now. Mind you, these issues that we're getting ready to talk about is happening, from what I understand, from less than 5% of the systems that are out there. Hmm. It's, it's not a widespread. There's actually people that, you know, um, there was one review company I was watching yesterday. They said they have three Nintendo Switches in their office, and they haven't experienced any of these issues that other people are experiencing. Hmm. So it's, it's a low demographic, but Nintendo is still addressing them because they want everybody to be happy. Right. So... Specifically with the Joy-Con not syncing, Reggie Filzame is asking people to contact Nintendo Support, and Nintendo Support's going to be asking you a shit ton of questions to try to find out what you're doing. Um, one guy on the internet said that if the Joy-Con was blocked by his hand or under a blanket, that it would lose signal, but the minute he gave it line of sight, it worked, and it shouldn't be line of sight because they're Bluetooth. Yeah. What's um, he doing under the blanket? <laughs> using that haptic feedback. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <Cool>, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, is he, he's keeping. He's like he has an aluminum blanket over himself. Like <laughs> it's lead, so Superman can't see him. <laughs> um. So yeah, they, they they are aware and they are addressing the issues. One of the other issues that I saw that's been happening a lot, or not happening a lot, but was happening with a small demographic, I should say, is that when they dock it into the dock, it scratches the screen. I haven't heard that either. Um, couple couple people have been complaining about that. Um. He is, when it comes to that complaint, he's, they're going to look into it, but they've asked their people, you know, because what Reggie says is that they've been to hundreds of game shows, or not hundreds, but they've had hundreds of demonstrations of this device, yeah. and they have not experienced them themselves. I, I feel like that's a little bit of user error. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I can only imagine, really, that this thing is, um, uh, created pretty you know impeccably like i i just i just don't see like i what i see in the people who are scratching their screens are like they're putting it in at an angle and they're slapping yeah, it they're in like, there i want to hear this thing snap <laughs> the whole way and it's like no i think i'm gonna treat it like it costs two thousand dollars even yeah. though you know it's bit, yeah i mean yeah when you buy a piece of equipment, you take care of the equipment. Yeah. You, you baby it. It's electronics. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to drop it. You don't want to crack yeah. the screen. Uh, that that kind of just sounds like people kind of a, complaining about treating it like I've, some I've, kind of any everyday object. Um, and I didn't even think about this complaint, but a lot of people are complaining about the availability of a shortage of docks, meaning wow. they want to buy additional docks. And I thought, I was like, when I read that, I was like, Oh my god, that's actually a freaking brilliant idea. Yeah, because I can have a dock in here. And there's not and a like a whole hassle room. of disconnecting it between TVs and stuff. I didn't. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So you know, he's saying that once they start getting the uh, shipment ramped back up, you know, they're going to start thinking about releasing additional docks. Um, what he's asking people not to do is go out and buy third-party solutions because. You know, if you buy a third-party solution, you run the risk of damaging your system. Yeah, it's yeah. not licensed into no product. Um, now, granted, there's going to be third-party solutions, and people are going to buy them. And you yeah. know, I'll probably be one of those people. But um, <laughs> he's just he's just saying to give them a chance, and you know, it, it will come up. But I, you know, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, I, it I, is. Multiple docks. I never even thought about that with that system. I'm just like, oh, it comes with a dock. <laughs> The main thing, the so the main complaint that I've actually read, actually the only one I've read too, is um, 
the screen on the uh, the Switch itself is uh, getting dead pixels. Yeah, I saw that one on YouTube. There was a reviewer where, but Nintendo says, you know, with any LCD screen, which us in the computer field knows this, yeah, LCD screens do come shipped with dead pixels. Now, there's a way to try to fix them and make them undead. You know, you can poke them and try to wake them up. Hello? You can <laughs> literally flick them. Yeah. Don't flick them hard. Like, you don't take my word as gold, but... <laughs> yeah, do not take your finger and try to break the screen, but you can tap it with, you know, a blunt object. Like, we used pencil erasers and things like that. Yeah. Um, and they tr- will sometimes come back to life. But, you know, it, it, you know, people are complaining about Nintendo's response to that. But, you know, sadly, it is a true response. I mean, LCD screens do ship with dead pixels. I mean, it, it's a possibility because it's they're little liquid crystal diodes. Well, LCD. Yeah. the reason why yeah. that's not an acceptable answer for me is because you don't have problems like that on their handhelds. True. I, I agree with you on that. But this is more of a... This is more of a, uh, what do you call it? This is like a high-definition screen. I mean, we've had, uh, I'm trying to remember, there was, a, there was a company, I can't remember if it was Sony with their Vita or who it was back in the day, but there was a similar issue mm. where one of the game systems were having dead pixels, and if the pixel didn't meet you know, four in a square inch area or whatever, they wouldn't fix the issue. Uh, because they said it's an LCD screen. I think Nintendo just needs like one of those like uh, Apple type repair shops around the place, so people just take in their <laughs> they can take in their Switch and like, all right, I got dead pixel here. Uh, dead pixel like replacing a screen is actually fairly easy. Assuming yeah, the, the, uh, the screen would be easy, and I'm pretty sure the LCD screens are cheap yeah. too to replace. You know, for them buying in bulk. Yeah, but uh, I thought you were you know when you were talking about the screens, I thought you were going to talk about some of the complaints. There's some people that's been posting videos of their switches start making this god awful humming sound. <laughs> oh, I heard about actually that was the other. I have read one other complaint and it was that, <laughs> and that the screens would start freaking going crazy, like it would just, like it would be like looking like a negative picture, like the it colors would invert, or that yeah. this pi- is called an exercise <laughs> of the switch. Well, it, it brings up what I was going to ask you guys is, you know. Are we at a point in time now to where we shouldn't buy things day one? Because we know there's going to be issues, day one yeah. issues. Yeah. I read an article actually about this exact thing, and people were they were what they said was that you shouldn't buy a Nintendo Switch right now, like day one, and for a few months after. And the only reason why they say is because if you do end up experiencing one of these issues, naturally. Right. If this had happened like three years later, Switch has been out for a while. They're on the shelves sitting there. You buy one, you bring it home. Um, you scratch the screen when you dock it or, you know, it comes up with 120 dead pixels and you're missing a quarter inch inside the corner of the monitor or whatever. You can take it back to the store and get a new one. Mm-hmm. You can't do that right now. They're gone. So <laughs> that's that, uh, that's the only reason why they're saying you should probably wait. Um, the problems themselves aren't the problem. It's the resolution that is the problem. <laughs> the solution to the problem. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, it, it does look like Nintendo is going to look into some of these issues. The scratching, I don't think that they're too concerned with. And I know that sounds sad, but 
if they haven't experienced it, I'm going to yeah. really kind of trust them. I mean, because they're at these demonstrations going, this is what it does constantly all day. Yeah. And if it doesn't scratch their screens, someone's someone's, someone's mucking with around. it the wrong way. Now, you know, the complaint with that is they're saying that the dock is made very cheaply because it's just a piece of plastic with a small chip in there for the conversion from well, USB-C to, uh, to it's HDMI. A, it's a, what's the retail price again on it? Two ninety nine. Yeah. And the, <laughs> so, well, so, I, mean, I mean, that's that's one thing people don't understand. The hardware is the switch itself, not the dock. Yeah. So, I don't know. Am I going to get one? Yes. I'm pretty sure you guys are too. Yep. Yeah, um, it's probably going to be my my you know second gaming system purchase. But the, the, these issues, they don't scare me off. I'm not not concerned because I know Nintendo's going to do the consumer right. They always have, and they always will. So, oh, and they have Bomberman. Yeah, that new Bomberman, Bomberman. actually looks pretty cool. I can't wait to play yeah. it. Yeah, um, That's a good one. Well, I have three little fun facts about the thing. What's that? Um, two of them are for the Pro Controller. Um, of course, the Pro Controller does not come with the Switch itself. You're going to have to buy it separately. It's, I, I don't know if Retails it's, for $69.99? It does retail for $69.99, so that kind of sucks. Because if you're getting a replacement controller for Xbox... One, I was about to say Xbox Four or <laughs> Xbox One or PS Four. Then you know those are only sixty dollars controller replacements. So that was kind of a bummer to read about. Um, but well, Joy-Con uh, seventy nine ninety nine. What is the Joy-Con? Those Jeez. two little. Yeah, they're seventy nine ninety nine if you want to buy them separately. Twenty nine ninety nine if you want to buy them left or the right. sides. Wow. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so the uh, and, and a lot of people have posted this before, so this may not be news to anybody. But they uh, so Nintendo has put in a hidden message on the Pro controllers, on the uh, just above the right thumbstick. Uh, there's a little tiny little message that says like "Thanks to all gamers" or something in it. Oh, it's actually that. really cool. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, there's that, and I'm then go uh, one just so I can read that. <laughs> yeah, man, it's I, I thought it was really cool. I I seen a picture of it and everything, so. Um, and the other thing is, uh, the controller can be plugged into a computer. It can actually be used on PC games. Now, are you, would that make you go out and buy one before you get a switch to see if you actually like that controller? Well, I think I would probably buy one for the switch and then I'd, you know, maybe use it on a PC. I don't know what the, the drawback to it though, is that the triggers are digital and they're not analog. Yeah. So... But, uh, I mean, it connects through Bluetooth, so, I mean, there's no wire. Um, and it does not work when it's charging. Um, really? If you're, if you're using it on the PC, it does not work oh, while charging. Okay. It so does on the Wii. Or the it Wii, should the on the Wii. Switch. Yeah. So. I wonder if you can use it on the Wii. Okay, that's Bluetooth. Maybe. That'd be a good check. So, my last little fun fact is, uh, this one's actually kind of funny. And I don't really know who decided to do this, but the uh, the cartridges, you know, how the Switch is going back to cartridges, they taste terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched a couple of people put them in their mouth. <laughs> that's and, supposed to prevent little kids from yeah. putting them in their mouth to swallow them. Yeah. That's the yeah. reason they put a flavor on them that's supposed to be, like, the most god-awful taste ever. Like, yep. it's, like, glazed in some kind of crap. And, uh, yeah, I just thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I think I want to taste one. I actually do. I, I, I do want to taste one. It's kind of like, don't touch that plate. It's too hot. <laughs> it's like, well, I, now I have to know if it's really as hot as you oh say it God. is. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm burned. Why didn't you warn me? 
Jesus. Definitely. Uh, so I guess we're going to be eating cartridges here. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned to that video on TimbleGeek.com. We'll make a YouTube video out of that. <laughs> it's like, we already know this has been done, but... Just like, we each have our cartridges, all right? You guys ready? Let's go. Who can keep Just it in their place mouth place it on longest. our tongue like a Listerine patch. <laughs> you know, if I do Oh, that. that would be a good challenge. Okay, so we each get... You have three different games that... Just don't buy used, because you don't know if someone's already done it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So you get three games. This is like pink slips for cars. Okay, so whoever can hold it in their mouth the longest, you know, we get their switch. You get your the switch. most. <laughs> I'll just swallow mine. <laughs> oh man! And on that note, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at talkcast at templeofgeek.com. Also, why don't you head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show? We really need those ratings. Until next time, I'm Daniel, Jonathan. Marcus. And we'll see you on the flip side. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the Temple of Geek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.